0: Plus.
1: Plus. Hello, Hello everyone. Oh God damn it.
2: I wanted to do that purposefully. We're keeping Hi. that in. I just wa- yes. I like playing that game. Hi everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not speaking anymore. You've ruined this. You, we're done. This is over. I ruined this, sweetie. You, that's
2: that's very generous. That this hasn't been ruined from day one. This Welcome to Broadway Broadway.
1: of Magic Mike the Musical. That's what's happening. Oh, Jesus Christ!
2: Welcome to Broadway <laughs> Breakdown. I'm one half of your hosts, John Wescavage,
1: and I'm one half of your hosts, Matt Koplik.
2: And sometimes we speak at the same time. That time was purposefully. A lot of times, it's not. Get ready! Mm. It's a cacophony. <laughs> um, it's, a,
1: it's a roller coaster of cacophony. It is truly. Mm. Um, how are you, Mathieu? I am well, uh, John. I just woke up. It is eight twenty-six. Oh, yes. yes, it is eight twenty-six a.m. where I'm at. Even though it's eleven twenty-six a.m. where you are at. Yes, um, we're doing a very typical Matt
2: and John thing, and we are recording in our kind of original stomping grounds not
1: looking at each other and god does (laughs) it feel good it feels so lovely i i feel (laughs) like i'm honestly back home Mm. yes yes we are doing a our natural ordeal of skyping i am in the los angeles and I am
2: in the New York. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know what what would you call this, like the grinder of uh, the, the grinder. I am such a grandpa who's obviously never been on grinder. Um, <laughs> would you call this the grinder of podcasts? Because like we never see each other's face. We're just we're just two disembodied male entities. To do kind of oh
1: god, I was I was gonna say like we're sort of the Tinder of podcasts because like we rarely meet. Grinder and I everyone like... swipes left on us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Everyone's like, hmm, too opinionated, too educated, too skinny. I'm going to go listen to a Broadway.com podcast.
2: Yeah, it's like if I wanted to listen to like the five version of Ben Platt and uh, I don't know, like. (laughs) Careful what you say. I know I I was about to say something, but I was like, uh, I don't want this episode to only be two minutes (laughs) with you leaving in a huff. It was going to be nice, though. I was going to compare you to Matt Doyle.
1: Okay, I'll take that. I'm either yeah. a five Matt Doyle or an eight Seth Rodetsky.
2: Oh, you're definitely eighth set eight, <laughs> an eighth of Seth Rodetsky. <laughs> um, am an, I'm an, an <laughs> um, an eight Seth Radetzky. You were correct with that. Yeah.
1: I mean, on a day that I've had like multiple poofs, I would say I'm an eight point five. But it's early. There's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> I I just woke up. Everybody. Yeah, give us give us BM <laughs> give us BM's time. Calm down, everyone. Yeah, You're also oh, obsessed with it.
1: Oh my god! Just like stop screaming at me. Oh my, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this is. <laughs> it's
2: gonna be it's gonna be a wackadoo one today. I can mm. feel it too. It's gonna it's gonna be hold hold on to your seats, Buttercups. Um. What was I just going to say? Also, don't get old. Um, uh,
1: I don't know. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, why don't we... We're, we were having trouble figuring out how we wanted to sort of shape this episode, but then we realized we've never really shaped our episodes. So... I I didn't just just...
2: realize it. I think we just like once again reiterated. We're like, oh, who cares?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're at our best (laughs) when we're just rolling with the punches, rolling with the homies.
2: Yeah. So we obviously care really a lot about you listeners out there and the content we provide because, um, you know, our our motto here Broadway Breakdown, meh, that'll do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are the equivalent. actually, Actually,
2: addendum. Meh, that'll do pig That's a bit more on brand
1: for us (laughs) Meh, that'll do piggy bottom Exactly Yes, We are the uh, podcast musical theater equivalent Of the silky nutmeg ganache And Nino West lip sync Of season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race Oh my god,
2: so I am an an episode behind We were going to see if we could talk a little bit about that Because last night um, We were recording on a Friday Last night they reached the final four Mm -hmm. And I um I completely forgot. Oh well, actually, I could talk about this. I completely forgot to watch it because I was so fucking enthralled with. Have you started watching Dead to
1: Me? I have not. Uh it's the next thing on my list. I just finished watching Tuca and Birdie, and so now I'm moving on to Dead to Me.
2: Oh, I saw that, but I have no idea what's what it's about. It's but, not about I'm anything. Sure- is it? Is it dumb? It no, it's, a- dumb. it's
1: it's smart. Um, it's. Have you I mean, have you ever watched Bojack Horseman? Yeah. Yeah, it's not from the same creator. He's an executive producer on it though, but it's a couple it's like the story well, a couple of the writers and like storyboard editors something like that of BoJack Horseman created Tuca and Birdie, which is a similar premise of <clears throat> animals living in like a in a world that's just like humans and it's about two female best friends. Who uh, just go through trials and tribulations. One moves in with her boyfriend. The other one stays by herself. One's got her shit together. The other one's a mess. One's uh, hyper manic. The other one goes with the flow. All this stuff. Um, it's okay, funny. So it's it's a, yeah. so it's us. It's um, us. Yeah. Except I, I mean, also... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not moving in. Actually, no. I guess you're. You, since you're the hypermanic one, you'd be the one moving in with the boyfriend. I, am? I don't. Know. Am am I? <laughs> My, I, I, I don't know.
2: I, I will also admit at this exact moment that I realized I had gotten this show confused with a poster that kind of looked like Grace and Frankie. So I thought the show you were talking about was with real people. And <laughs> until like midway into that conversation, I was like, "Oh, right, it's a cartoon." Don't be um, sexist,
1: John. Not all shows with
2: two female leads are the same. No, I know. I'm not being sexist. I'm just being a dumb dumb. Which leads um, us to
1: Dead to Me. Yes,
2: Dead to Me is so. Good. So I, I have always loved Christina Applegate since she's kind of been on my radar. I I mean, I never saw her in Sweet Charity. So I, I really can't like judge her in that aspect. You know, yeah. I can't judge her in the musical theater aspect, which I don't think that's what I don't think you would, this, yeah. think you would have gonna... loved
1: her as much today if you had seen her in it. So it's a good sure. thing you never saw her.
2: And, and that's what I've heard. But I was obsessed. Do you remember the show? And I can't remember the name of it. So you're welcome for uh, me being the informational, uh, pinnacle, the pinnacle of information that I am. Um, but do you remember the show that was on a couple years ago with her and she played a producer and Maya Rudolph played this like Oprah type character yes! and Will Arnett and it was so good. It was so yes. good but but it got cancelled and no one watched it and so mm-hmm. I mean I really loved her so much on that show and she's kind of been uh, on the down low for a couple of years mm-hmm. and th- Dead to Me is literally Christina Applegate basically saying in series form oh did you forget about me here's my middle finger because i'm fucking amazing she she is blowing me away <laughs> <You know? laughs> like she she it's it's amazing the work that she's doing on this show. And I hate to be that fucking actor to be like, the work, the work, the work that she's doing. But the work that she's doing is amazing. I'm, everyone's amazing. Linda Cardellini, um, uh, who, I've al- who I always love as well, yeah. um, is also, it, it's actually really fun to watch because the first couple episodes are definitely, definitely you're like, oh wow, Christina Applegate is coming out full force swinging mm-hmm. um but also not it's like some of her it, it's Christina Applegate's ability to have a completely emotionally um just real grounded devastating moment and then go right to like deadpan her comedy is she she's so funny in the show but Linda Cardellini it's really fun to watch these two women pass the baton to each other back and forth because then in the next couple of episodes Linda Cardellini just like she comes out so it, it everyone keeps saying it's so good it's so good it's so good and I know a lot of my friends are being like well everyone says that anymore blah blah blah, blah. I will say I put together some of the twists and turns in this show mm-hmm. um but that but every time I put one together they throw another one at me that I did not see coming um so I
1: I, I recommend this show highly wonderful I mean it's literally it's the next thing on my list I do love both of those women and the trailer I saw just seemed so fantastic. Um, yeah. It's,
2: it's, and actually, actually, most, I have I didn't even watch the trailer. I just watched the pilot um, first because uh, I was on a bus and I, I went, oh, well, here here goes nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I think I literally turned to the person next to me who got on. Like East Stroudsburg, and I just went, I just turned and was like, Holy fuck! (laughs) They were like, You're crazy, you're crazy, don't talk to me. And I was like, No, you don't understand, you don't understand, kid. I also, yeah, I also turned into a 1920s prohibitioner. Um, I was like, I got bathtub gin. I mean, Um, that's that's (laughs) always
1: been your Patronus, I think. A super gay 20s bootlegger has been, has been your Patronus. Let's begin. Last time we left off, we made some Tony nomination predictions. And we actually had a, got a lot of them right. We got a
2: lot of them right. I mean, uh, d- do we want to start with the ones that we didn't get right first or the ones that we did get
1: right? Uh, let's start with the ones we did get right because the one that pops into my brain immediately... Uh, is you with Alex Brightman Caitlin and Beetlejuice? Caitlin, oh, 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 well, that too. Well, we totally I, called. I knew he. Would, we I, called Caitlin, but yeah. we thought that we were going to be robbing Ava of a nomination by being by putting into the universe Caitlin was going to get nominated, but Ava noblezada yes. did get nominated, so she can return my calls again.
2: Yeah, and it was uh, the one who uh, did not is um, Rebecca Naomi Jones.
1: Yes, correct. for Oklahoma, which yeah. like. Yeah, which I was surprised about. I'm a little surprised. I do understand. Of all the performances in that show, hers was the most, uh, not quite as fulfilling for me. And I can understand her performance being polarizing for a lot of people.
2: Exactly. I was just, I was just going to use that exact word, yeah. polarizing. Um, because, because I, because I actually enjoyed her performance the most in that show. Yeah, her and Judd. Yeah, actually, and Cur- I liked that. <laughs> I just fucking liked that revival. Oh my god, I really like that. Re- re- I just. I just love everybody. That's <laughs> so good.
1: Um, but that and speaking of ju- his nomination his lack of a nomination is the only thing that really surprised me. Same. Yeah. I
2: was I was really shocked at that. I am shooketh.
1: So for anybody who does follow me on the gram, which is I'm thinking like a grand total of twelve of you, I have made it my mission this year to see every single Tony nominee of twenty nineteen. So I can go into Tony Knight and be like I know what's up. I know who going to win. Uh Yeah, I mean you need you need
2: the ammo for when you masturbate fully that whole night in front of everyone going, "I was right."
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of an angry masturbation though, cuz I'm like, "I was right." Uh Is there any other way? <laughs> yeah. Have I been doing it wrong? <laughs> I Anyone who sensually masturbates can literally go away. You you have no place on this podcast. You've got no power here. Um <laughs> and I have to say, after having seen Ain't Too Proud, I understand why both Jeremy Pope and Ephraim Sykes were nominated. Uh, and
2: I've heard they're amazing. I, I haven't seen it yet. But. They
1: are. And we can get into them in a minute. But um, I think if I were to take away a person in the field from that category, I would take away the actor from Tootsie, uh, Andrew Andy something or other.
2: Andy Gratolut- yeah. And he was so good and, yeah. in
1: Tootsie But I John Bellman in Tootsie was the one who really stood out For me so if he, John Bellman were nominated I'd be like I'm so sorry Patrick Vale I don't know where to put, Fit you in this category um, but Because yeah. it's not John Bellman I would be like Patrick Vale can go in here Because um, mm. he just I th- For someone who I thought was totally the front runner Of that category the fact that he wasn't Nominated yeah.
2: I was like what do we do now I know, I, yeah, I, it, it was, that one was a weird one
1: Yeah Um, but you called Alex Brightman and Beetlejuice Which I had not I, I had I did not see the Beetlejuice love coming But I did not pff, Jesus, that sounded so gross The Beetlejuice love was coming Uh, but I finally saw Beetlejuice last week And I'll, I mean, we can talk about it It's not a good show But I totally sure. get why it's nominated Um yeah. First of all, there aren't many options, but also like it's a shit ton of fun. Um, that, yeah, I, i've I've heard it's a I've heard it's a fucking blast. Yeah. Like I I walked out of that being like that's not that was not a good musical. There there are problems with Beetlejuice, starting with the fact that while this the, they do a good job of trying to make it similar but still unique from the movie. Like they make a lot of plot changes that I think help it be its own thing. Uh, and mm. like try to work, make it work as a musical the majority of the songs are not very good they're at best mm. funny a lot of the lyrics are quite funny but i would say most of the, mm. uh most of the songs are kind of useless and i was also surprised at how bland some of the staging was like the design is outstanding like the the team deserves you know a nobel P- peace prize for the work they did on that show but like the literal staging of alex timbers i was like <laughs> Interesting. Hey, pi- hey, hey hyperbole. <laughs> hey, hyperbole. I mean, like, I watched. It, I was like, David Corin's. This set is stupid. It's because I don't know. It's just like, it's a great blend of paying homage yet being its own thing, and it has so many surprises, and it's just very inventive. And I thought the design was so fantastic. And maybe it's because Ooh. so many other elements of the show were kind of mediocre that I'm thinking of it more highly than they maybe are. Uh, <laughs> like there were full-on numbers where. Alex Timbers just had two actors like stand downstage and at one point cross and I was like really in a, in Beetlejuice that's all you're gonna do um and hmm. yeah and it was like it wasn't just one time it was multiple numbers uh and a couple of different scenes as well so that was a little underwhelming to me but the cast is so good um I'm gonna say something very scandalous right now because I know that uh her name popped up a lot on Tony nomination day I love Leslie Kritzer She's very good in Beetlejuice. I totally get why she wasn't nominated. I am shooketh. And I could not tell you a single woman in the category who's nominated now that I would take out. This is the other thing. Uh, So I'm sure your Facebook blew blew up with this. Mine did. Of a lot of queens uh, shouting names of people who they said were robbed, were snubbed. Can't believe this person wasn't nominated. Yada, yada, yada. Catastrophe. And I was like, okay, everybody calm down. But what mm-hmm. I really wanted—I didn't end up doing it because I was—I'm trying to be a better person. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working. super oh, sorry, you're being serious. <laughs> it's not working super well for me. Um, but I wanted to go into every person's status on Facebook or whatever. And say, could you please put down in writing and attach your name to it, so that way they can see which nominee you think is doing lesser work that you would remove, so that way your person who is robbed could go in. Because unless you can do that, don't say words like robbed, don't say words like snubbed. You can say, you know, I'm surprised, or you know, it's it's disappointing. So and so isn't nominated, but like at the end of the day, there's a finite number of nominees, and all the people nominated are doing fantastic work, uh, but. I don't know. It just really it fucking pisses me off because I'm like, oh great. So like, please tell Lily Cooper to her face that she is doing subpar work and should have her nomination sure. revoked. I think it's just as insulting right. to the nominees as as other people think it is to the snubs. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, there was only one nominee that I was like
2: snub, quote unquote, that I was just really, really shocked and surprised about, and we could wait to get to that. Until later, or we could talk about it now. Wait, I have a I mean, feeling I, I, feel I know like, who it is. I feel like you. I was gonna say. I feel like you probably know exactly who it is. Bonnie were, Milligan. Were you? Sh- yeah. Were you shocked as well? I mean, truly, the gag of the season.
1: Uh, I was not shocked because we talked about it in our last episode. I would have. I would have been. I would have loved for her to get nominated, but I was very aware that it was not in her favor. Um,
2: yeah. I, I mean, me, me also as well in Christ. I mean, I, I and also with him. Because, yeah, I mean, the the show closed, what, by now, six months ago? Five months
1: ago? Yeah, five months ago, Um, January.
2: Yeah, and so it's, yes, like, yes and. I get it. I agree. Um, But I also also just think that, like, I mean, also, once again, I have not seen all of the Tony-nominated musicals or all the performances, Mm -hmm. so I I cannot make a complete basis of comparison. But I will say that in my experience, in my... (laughs) very well-versed, sometimes (laughs) well-bottomed experience. Um, Sometimes. I... (laughs) um, I... Her performance was a Tony-nominated performance, and it will always be to me.
1: I Okay, I gotta say this people See as much theater as you can Because it helps inform your taste It helps you expand what you think you might like or not like But Mm. don't be afraid to not like some stuff Because there's gonna be stuff that people will tell you is amazing And you don't like And stand firm with that that conviction Um, All the time Yeah Yeah because I went into Beetlejuice thinking I was going to hate it and I didn't. I, again, didn't think it was particularly good, but I recognized the amount of fun I had, which is honestly the main goal of the show. So it's successful in that respect. Um, Hmm. and the previous week I saw a musical that has a very large following, uh, mostly on the interwebs and it, has some very talented folks in it and working on it, but God damn, did I hate it? Uh, it
2: goes, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's kind of the unspoken rule of New York City because it has such a big following. Mm -hmm. And like every, like on the internet, everyone flicks the bean for it so hard, but Mm -hmm. every person who, um, is does who paid for the ticket themselves and their and their parents didn't as a sixteen birthday present, um, really
1: has not enjoyed it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it out loud and no disrespect actually no a little disrespect meant to the writers because I'll tell you why in a minute. Be more chill officially has gone down as my least favorite show of the season, and my least favorite show I've seen since Drumroll Please, Finding Neverland.
0: I am shooketh. That
1: wow. is yeah, that is some hot shit right there.
2: Um I mean you're not, you're not the fir- you're not the first to say it. You're not the no. first to say it to me. I think a lot of people don't want to I think, you know, it goes back to conversations we've had in the past of like a lot of people don't want to put down other people's art and of course there's a lot of people that are huge like parts of the theater community that are in that show and also like of our generation. Cause it is mm-hmm. kind of a general like there, it's a cast of younger people. So a lot of us know multiple people who are in it. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, I, it's... I, have heard, I've heard it from many people. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, and the reason it's <sighs> unlike finding Neverland finding Neverland made me mad mostly because it was very clear how little the creative team were actually trying to make a good musical. They were just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, churn out as quickly as they could a musical of this show in a mm-hmm. way that was most commercial. Like literally every de- you could see the dollar signs on stage with every creative decision made. Be More Chill sure. was not Be More Chill was not that way, but at the same time th- I felt there were so many frustratingly lazy choices um in this show that really Infuriated me I will say this I had gone into it With a couple of People's voices in my head And they weren't and they were negative voices Like you had mentioned With uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people Not being as I'll say vocal I won't say People being vocal On the interwebs About it With, uh, with their negative opinion And mm-hmm. so I went in And act one Happened And it ended And I did <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I went Sorry. It happened and it ended What? Was it Just no, my no, no. My description <laughs> of
2: no, I mean, I I think that's the perfect description of it. Act Act One happened. It
1: happened. Um, but I will say it wasn't like god awful or anything. I didn't sit there going, "Oh my god." I kind of just sat there going, "Okay." Mostly, this is just a, a little exhausting. Like it is very high energy. Um, it's like, and it's and it's pretty stupid. But like, it's not like I'm not hating it. It's not a crime for a show to be kind of stupid. Um, sure. I mean, no, look it's, at me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. I'm still kind of talking to you uh exactly yeah I, I, and i i i'm all for spoof i'm all for satire uh i think that if you're gonna do satire you really do have to be smart and spoof you actually have to be even smarter because if you're gonna go that stupid you have to like know exactly how far you're gonna go you mm-hmm. have to have levels you have to you know all that stuff um and Act... Yeah, the Marx
2: bro- the Marx Brothers were the dumbest geniuses. You have to be a dumb genius yeah. to do those kind of, that kind of
1: comedy. And the Marx Brothers, like they before they would make a movie, they would rehearse that shit for days, you know, making sure that every line was perfect at the time. Like as you said, like mm-hmm. you got you have to really be on top of your shit. Act yeah. two though was really just sort of like it was the Jenga block that took down the entire Jenga tower for me, and mm. I. Oh, goddamn. Um, I don't know what the show was really trying to achieve. Uh, I've read some people involved with the show posting on social media because I do know a few people who have been on the producing side of it. I know a person who's in the show. I don't we're not like friends, but I know him Uh, and he did a very good job. Uh, But. Like, I read all these messages about how the show is about inclusiveness and. Being yourself and it's like yeah 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 That's a great message But like what is the show Um mm. And to me The thing that bothered me most About Be More Chill and I'm saying This because I'm reading a lot of stuff About other shows calling out Other shows for this where I don't think it's warranted And this show I think it is warranted and no One's talking about it is that it has Some of the most offensive Representation of women on stage I've seen in a long time Um Really there are four female characters in Be More Chill. Uh most they all exist to either be admired of from afar or courted, mm. or they are obstacles to get to a goal. Um mm. and in a spoof like Be More Chill, sure you could argue no one really has that deep of an inner life, but they do kind of go out of their way to make the two ma- main male characters have an inner life. And even Will roland's father gets an act two song to like help to find an arc for him that is not necessary we've spent 30 seconds with him total and he even he gets a three-minute song uh and the yeah, women yeah
2: it, i the, I, it, I don't know the show that well but when i was in forum a cast member had to make a tape for it and i was mm-hmm. a scene partner and i was like oh yeah
1: <laughs> His song, like, i was like what <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's a whole other thing that I could argue that there's so much about Be More Chill, like Beetlejuice, where like the, te- like the technical structure of the show is not sound. Characters who you spent no time mm. with get full songs. Uh, characters who haven't had an arc until that point. So there's a song in the show that's the famous song from the show, Michael in the Bathroom. That's the sort of the sh- song that right. gave the show yeah. a, uh, a following. And you know, sure, you could argue it's the sh- that the song's about anxiety and uh inability to acclimate to uh social norms and whatnot in the sh- actual show though we have spent so little time with George Salazar's character Michael that that song, which is like a five minute song of yeah of that has really no arc to it other than just he uh you know he gets increasingly more anxious and then this but this, by the time the song ends. It's it's a it's a very quiet, uh, you know, softly jaded ending that I, just, I sat there. I was like, this song doesn't make move me or make me feel anything. We spent so little time with Michael up until now. He's just been this stoner best friend who every like 10 minutes will say, I don't think this squib thing is a good idea. And that's like the end of his arc there so when the actual song happened i'm like if this were a stronger show structurally speaking this song would totally floor me but it's not um mm-hmm. but back to the women for a second because this is what i really want to get to uh yes there are four female characters the one that is supposed to be the object of will roland's affection has is, is only defined by the fact that she's a theater girl who loves theater and the and we're supposed to be uh, thinking that she's an other. She's different from everybody else. But she falls for the popular jock boy and then spends the spends the rest of Act 1 and the first half of Act 2 following him around and doing what he wants. And it's not until the end of the show where she's like, I did all that, and that wasn't good. It was like, but we don't ever see that conflict from her when she's doing it. She's happily doing it the entire show. And mm. then it's not until the end when she's like, that wasn't right. Uh, and so... it and she has a line where we will roll so the for anyone who's not familiar with the show it's very like little shop of horrors meets like i don't know um that yeah mean that's Girls. like their ta- that's
2: like their tagline it's little shop meets um i can't remember but it, it's oh they it's said like, dirvan hansen yeah which i think is it.
1: a little bull because Right. it's it's really like little shot meets mean girls I meets mean, like
2: or like game boys like i mean yeah. like 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 i don't know like a, a used wii console that's like what it seems
1: like very much that yeah but like it's you know it's a little faustian where uh, will roland's a nerd he get he gets informed of this pill yes. that you take and you get this thing in your head called a squip which tells you what to do to make you cooler um and everyone's squip is different his takes the form of Keanu Reeves. And when everyone in the school gets a squip, uh, he asks at the end of the show, and it's all gone, he asks the girl he likes, "Who? You know, what, oh, what form did your script uh, take? And she goes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the entire audience goes, yes, progressiveness. And I'm like, progressiveness what? She, she was literally a doormat for a popular kid for two and a half hours. And then in the last five minutes, she says, I don't think that was right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And walks off stage. And I went, that's... That's pa- That's uh, pandering to the audience that is not actual writing yeah. for a female character. Then the other female characters are all popular girls who are either the mean Regina George or the needy Gretchen Wieners. Like they they don't take mm-hmm. any other form. And one of them, the Gretchen Wieners type, is literally just like she either is pawing at the mean girl or she's pawing at Will Roland. And the only time she says anything where – like anything kind of seems like a person he's like oh why do you like me and she goes well everybody always looks at you know my friend but you looked at me and that made me feel good and i was like okay yeah you know she's she's vulnerable she's very deeply insecure that makes sense but like if this is the line you're gonna give her to flesh her out fuck you um yeah to have her say that and then like an act to be like i'm a person too i was like but are you are you a person and then the mean girl literally has a song in act two. They're all at a Halloween party where it's supposed to be like shit goes down and she gets very drunk. She's in a baby costume. And she tries to seduce Will Roland drunkenly in her in a, in a parent's bedroom. And her whole song is a drunken, sexy baby song. That's her whole... Like, that's the one song she gets to herself. And mm. then she doesn't... And it's like, it ruins her friendship. It ruins Will Roland. And then, like, when there should be a time for her to, like, realize the actions that she did, she, like, mm-hmm. there there isn't. She There's no reflection on it which again you could argue is a spoof or it's a satire but like d- then don't like throw me that shit later of ruth bader ginsburg and i'm a person too and you can't treat women this way i'm like treat women what way in the way that this show is treating women it just it really fucking angered me um oh sure and and not just women like literally anything like every every subject that it was addressing was done in such a shallow way which again is totally fine if you're trying to go for spoof or satire but if but in the last five minutes when you're like no we're taking a progressive stand a la dear Evan Hansen or Tommy or whatever and I'm like well now you just make me want to fucking uproot the theater um yeah Um, so that's me (laughs)
2: I'm also I'm also looking right now and yep 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 oh oh there's one what did she do Okay, they had a, a female music director, um, but other than that, almost exclusively male team. Um, yeah, which, and, yeah. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I mean, I've expressed multiple times on this podcast not a fan of that. <laughs> let's get. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, as much yeah, there as much, are, as, I, there are as, much a... as I love a sausage party. Let's like, <laughs> like, some sometimes you need sometimes you need um, a lot. No, every time you need a donut. <laughs> I to...
1: Yeah well so, It's it's this weird conundrum for me where I'm like I love talented creatives and if it's A creative team of people that I love that's amazing Get women on there and we won't We won't know of more Amazing female creatives unless we give them yep. That platform yep. uh, Like I did not know Who Lee Silverman was until Violet But because she had the platform for that show Now she's one of my favorite directors um, And I want to see Everything she does Didn't she do the Chicago Revival? Isn't she, like... That's Anne that's Ann Ranking. Anne Ranking Direct. Oh, no, no. There's a woman named, like, Lee Zimmerman or something. She's a, she's a dancer. Uh, um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Different woman. Lee Silverman. At least, I think... Oh, God. I might be... I think I'm butchering her name. I'm so sorry. Let me actually look it up. It's the woman who directed Violet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Directed no, Sutton you're correct. In, in, yeah, that's her yeah. name? Great. I want I think so. Because sometimes... I, I remember I make, it to be. I sometimes I say Zimmerman and I mean Silverman. It's I'm, I'm all over the place. It's 9am here.
2: (laughs) Funny how time, Uh, funny how time works like that. Just keeps going.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just, just keeps going like that. And I hate it. I wish it dead time. that's Uh, cute. Yeah. Lee Silverman. Um, yeah, it's, (sighs) I, I do not want to disregard someone's talent because of their gender in both directions. Uh, I think that sometimes shows can be improved. In fact, all no, I take that back. All time shows can be improved by having different uh, viewpoints, having different outlooks, and that comes from having different ethnicities, different genders, uh, different what have views. I don't think uh, having a penis or a vagina immediately makes your opinion better. It just makes it different, and that can improve your show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, especially where uh, especially where there are shows out there that I mean, we you can look at those female characters and go if there had been a voice on that team representing the female voice, because um, mm-hmm. cause I was actually thinking this week because so on my little my little show that I that I do online I've been doing like weekly like explaining the Tony nominated musicals in a minute or less AKA not really explaining mm-hmm. them at all I just kind of you know I do what I do um, yeah and and so um, This week I did Tootsie, and I I kind of, I mean, all it is 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 I wrote a song that leads up to the fact that, like, the show might seem sexist, but don't worry, we didn't put any ladies on our creative team. Um, And at first I was like, oh, do I want to put that? I don't really know. And then I was like, am I being disrespectful to the female actors who are on this show? Um, Because, like, I'm sure the creative team asked them questions along the way of, like, how does this make you feel? How did this make you feel? And I was like, am I being disrespectful to them? And I was like, I had a moment and I sat and I thought about it because I do think about things. And I was like, no, I'm not. Because when like when push comes to shove, if you are an actor in that kind of situation, there are certain things that like you might not feel comfortable saying because you still are technically like... You're still an employee. Yeah, yeah you're still kind of an employee. And so I, I was like, I was like... It really comes down to the fact that, like, shows like this, especially that have females in them, which, fun fact, most shows do, really do need, uh, especially in this current climate, people advocating for them and female voices out there who are going to call out the bullshit. Um. So yeah, I'm yeah, I I, I come I I I I'm sad that yeah. that is happening in this show as well.
1: Yeah. Well. <sighs> And that's why I it's it makes me mad because Tootsie does not have a female member of its creative team, which is you know a major oversight. Um, and if we're being honest here, I would could totally totally chuck Scott Ellis for Kathleen Marshall or Susan Stroman, and it would be an infinitely exactly you know, it, w- it would be a better production. I think the show would mostly stay the same, but you know, yeah. the, and I'm not trying to disregard anyone else's work. I think the show as it stands is very good, uh, and as, as I said in the last episode, for two men writing the show, it's remarkably insightful uh, in that respect. It could be possibly more I, so with I, another woman there. Does it yeah. solve misogyny? No. I don't no. think any show will, will even a, one went written by a woman. But I do give it props for trying really hard. Um, and it annoys me that it's gotten some flack for not trying hard enough when a show like Be More Chill is out there. That is, actually, just so disgustingly shallow in its depictment yeah. of women. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: No, I, I I agree. Like I I, I will say though that, that like with like across the board, no matter what, every female that I know of seen who has seen Tootsie has had a, a, a couple cringe moments about it. And so like I think it is different for us as guys to be like, oh, at least they try to not be chauvinistic. But I think like through. Like I mean, even all the things that we're saying in support of like feminism, or like there should have been, like females on the creative team. No matter what, we can't understand the female experience. So there's going to sure. be things that like you and I are going to look at and be like, oh, that's probably not that bad. And a female's going to be like, I'm triggered because yeah, like I'm triggered know. right now.
1: No, I'm I'm very aware, and I've said this to other people uh who asked me about Tootsie, and I said I am a head, heter- I'm a homosexual cisgendered male, and therefore my experience <laughs> you, is different bit, from yours.
2: Bit. Bitch you were about to say heterosexual. I was now. about to.
1: I was about to. What? I was triggered. I was triggered. You triggered me!
2: God damn it! How can how can anyone how can anyone take anything you're saying to, to heart now, knowing that like you're you're
1: you're a <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> I'm a liar. Call me plastique tierra. I'm a compulsive liar. Um I oh. that only makes sense if you watch Drag Race people. Uh which should give you no doubt that I'm in fact a homosexual. Despite what Andrew Garfield says, you are homosexual if you watch Drag Race. You um, know, I'm a homosexual, cisgendered male. My experience is different from that of a female, either cisgender or transgender. Uh, so, yeah, the way I take in Tootsie is different from other people. I have I have other female companions who saw Tootsie and loved it, and you know, I asked if they felt triggered by anything, and they said a little, but not in a way that made them uncomfortable. Although, honestly, if it made if it makes you uncomfortable for a second. But you still enjoy the experience. That's also good. Theater does not always have to make you comfortable. It can make yes, you uncomfortable from time to time. Uh, right? Uh, there has to the, there I has mean, to I, be
2: mistakes because we have to learn from things. Yeah. So we we can't have a cookie cutter yeah. representation yeah. of life. I mean,
1: I talked to both of my grandmothers after seeing it because it is a musical comedy, which they both really enjoy, and it's the, and they are women who have dealt with extreme misogyny throughout most of their life my my maternal grandmother specifically was a woman in the workforce throughout the you know early 70s up until the early 2000s and uh, got divorced in the 80s and you know never you know had a man in her life after that and I asked her I was like, you know how do you feel about you know the depict the uh, depiction of women and gender norms and she you know she was very happy with it I don't think and I maybe that comes from years of not getting anything, and maybe being happy for the crumbs uh, if that some people find that Tootsie is. But I don't know. Again, it's everyone's experience and everyone's journey is different, and that affects how they see what they see. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I'm. I know. I just said with force how I found *Be More Chill* to be, and thus made <laughs> it a fact. I'm sure there are people who saw *Be More Chill* and thought very differently of it. Uh, and cool. I would love I would love to hear those people's thoughts. Uh, it might color my own. But, you know, I, it, it's it's theater and theater is a is a medium of art and art is always subjective. Uh, so nothing is ever truly anything by fact. Uh, it's it's all just a matter of interpretation and debate. Um, mm. Yeah, I had a very long text conversation with a friend about this actually yesterday because she asked me about an article about Tootsie. That she was like, I'm a woman, and I feel like I should agree with this article, but I don't. And she was like, so why don't I? I was like, well, I can't tell you how you feel. I was like, I can tell you what I got from the article. And then that led to talks about kinky boots and head over heels, because it was a lo- also about, like, uh, gender norms and gender fluidity and all this and all mm. this other stuff that the article was mostly just upset that Tootsie didn't go into. Uh, and I was mm. like, okay, I can understand not being part of the conversation, uh, not having your story always being told. Like, that is very frustrating very angry uh i don't think that that should all be all be put on tootsie i don't know it's one of those things where i'm like i get the anger i get the frustration i don't think tootsie is the poster child for all of this i think it can be used as an example of how we can find other stories to tell like okay here's one story that doesn't go as deep as we'd like it to go so let's start doing another story but i like i don't know it's you would think that somebody wrote springtime for Hitler, the musical sometimes based off of some people's vitriol. I was like this. Like, really? In some ways, I agree. Like, Tootsie in this climate. But I'm also like, Tootsie, like, like this, this platform. So I don't know. It's a little bit of both. It is. It I'm is. like this. I'm, I'm. I'm like, I get the frustration. But like, is this really the hill we want to die on? Like, I feel like there are other hills to <laughs> die on. Well, I just want to die. Um,
2: well, this has <laughs> been a this has been a fun, um, fun little tangent from the Tonys. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, I, I mean, mean, I've seen so many other things. John, tell me, is there anything you want more insight of? I can tell you about Bernhardt Hamlet. I went to the Lincoln Center Library and watched it. I saw that live. Oh, did
2: you? I was at opening. I was at opening night. Oh, jeez. Um, I like. Did you not like it?
1: Uh no, I did not. I loved oh. Jan- I loved Janet McTeer. I mean I, loved... I did. I didn't
2: I didn't love it, but I mean she was amazing. She was it was amazing. also my first time seeing her live, so I think I was just like in the shock and awe of her.
1: Yeah, she is. And I'm and you know, seeing it on a computer screen is very different from seeing something live. I I completely get that. I had but I had to do this with Bernhard Hamlet choir boy and the Waverly Gallery because they had all closed by the time uh, their nominations came out and I didn't see them when they were on Broadway choir boy. I do really regret not seeing live. Um, I but know, I can, cons- I, I, I regret that one
2: a lot too. <laughs> mm, uh, <God. laughs>
1: and I will, I will say though, from even watching it on a computer screen at the library, I was really moved by choir boy and especially, and especially Jeremy Pope, uh, and Waverly gallery, Elaine may, I have to tell you, gave one of the b- b- best performances I've ever seen. And it was on like fucking computer screen. Uh, Bernhard Hamlet uh, I didn't like because mostly I was a little bored. Uh, The scenes I liked the most were the ones that were backstage behind the scenes and then rehearsing, deconstructing Hamlet. Um, Yeah. At times it felt like the actors were simply mouthing Teresa uh, Raybeck's views of Shakespeare. And I was like, some Hmm. of these points I think are a little unfounded. Yeah. and and that was a little you know uh interesting but i i don't know i just felt there wasn't again and this is all structural i thought there wasn't really um a drive i didn't think there was uh that much conflict other than the one character saying can sarah bernhardt play hamlet should women play hamlet and then uh the answer is no so (laughs) (laughs) yes after 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 seeing it we can all say no after
2: that whole speech that we just did about the <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yes guys, we're doing a complete one eighty.
2: I'm such an asshole. Yeah. No. yeah, the answer is no. They shouldn't. No, they should never.
1: Um no it's the it's- only
2: ham the only ham they should be doing is cooking my <laughs> Cooking my
0: dinner, and- making me anyone- a ham sandwich.
2: Exactly I'm obviously kidding Obviously any, Anything I've ever said On this podcast Is a lie So don't think That I'm being
1: As gay men We reserve the right To be supportive of women And then misogynistic The next second Because god exactly. damn it We've earned it We've earned it Yeah Stonewall yeah. baby
2: um, Yeah So many people died Yeah, I will say I will say No one No one died at
1: Stonewall No, no. I will say uh, I know that <laughs> The man next to me is you know, watching st- Shut up Stop talking <laughs> The man next to me was watching Shuffle Along at the Lincoln Center Library while I was watching Bernhard Hamlet. And God damn it, did my eyes wander to Shuffle Along so many times while watching Bernhard Hamlet? Because I would, there would be full-on scenes where I'm like, I don't care. Like, if, the, whenever the critic was on stage, I was like, I don't care. And I would just turn over and watch, like, silently. I couldn't. I couldn't hear any of it. Right, you but can't I was...
2: hear. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you "Fucking no. creep."
1: Yeah, shut up. Everybody has earphones. Uh, they're supposed to be like noise canceling earphones, but you—if you listen closely, you can sort of hear. But I, yeah, just...
2: <laughs> you can sort of hear as you're sitting in the corner, supposed to watching Burnout, Heart, Hamlet, and like peering over the shoulder to someone watching Shuffle Along while you're pulling the pads to audra Like,
1: well, yeah. Did you ever see Shuffle Along?
2: I didn't. I heard it was amazing.
1: It was. And if you had seen it, you'd understand why I went, ooh, shuffle along. Uh, I, God damn, like, and that was a show that was so, wasn't perfect. It, ha- it had, you know, some flaws to it, but it was so fucking brilliant and tried so many different things. It was like, it was like if I, it's the closest I think I can ever feel to being in 1971 and seeing Follies for the first time. Cause it was that mm. kind of ode to theater and to memory and to, how uh into the different limits you can take theater and storytelling and music and dance. Uh and I was I was sitting there watching Bernhard Hamlet, which is another behind the scenes theatrical story. Uh and like again, anytime they were dealing with the play Hamlet itself. So Bernhardt Hamlet, by the way, is Teresa Raybeck, who is best known for being the showrunner for season one of Smash, which John loves. And bye bye. uh it's about Sarah Bernhardt, who was at a time considered the best actress in the world, French actress. She decided to do Hamlet uh, in the late 1800s in Paris. And that's what the show's about, her putting on the show. Uh, and some scenes are then rehearsing, and those scenes are great because it's a you see Bernhard get into the psyche of Hamlet, and you see an actor's process, and I thought that was all fantastic. Um, but it was the others. And then there, was, there actually is a great scene when her lover, who I didn't realize was who he was because the name wasn't familiar to me, you find out in Act right. 2, he's been writing this play, supposedly for her and she reads it. He doesn't know that she's about to read it, but she reads it and confronts him the next day. It ends up being Cyrano de Bergerac and they start doing the famous balcony scene where Cyrano tells uh, the handsome lover, Christian, all the words he needs to know to woo Roxanne and Sarah Bernhardt just like goes into a tizzy about how Roxanne is this puppet. She's this object. She's a Mm. goal. She's not a person. And, what infuriates her more is that this part is supposedly written for her. This woman who, like, has made a career out of never playing objects, never playing mm. goals. And she's like, how fucking dare you think of me for this? Like, this is absurd. And I was like, this is a great scene. Um, But it felt... It was a great scene, yeah. I remember that one. But it also, like, didn't feel earned at the same time. And because it didn't feel dramatically earned, I couldn't get Emotionally invested because I was like, "Well, now it's just become a platform for Teresa Rayback." Again, it all good points and very well written, but it's one of those things where I'm like, "If this were a better play, this scene would floor me." As it as of right now, I I'm feel gonna, that. Yeah, as of right now, I'm just like, "Finally, great scene." Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on Bernard Hamlet. Tell me about opening night, though. Who did you sit in front of? Jake Hall again? I don't know. I'm trying to remember if,
2: um, that one. I definitely. Uh, it's so hard to keep track of the times that I see Victor Garber, so it might have been Victor Garber, but um, Daddy, <laughs> I know it's funny. Hey.
1: Talk about <laughs> hard to concentrate. <laughs> what I said? Talk about hard to concentrate. Who? Victor Garber. He's like your shuffle huh? along. What? What? Shut I'm just up. being a dick. I'm just being a dick. You a dick? Never.
0: I am
2: shooketh. Yeah, you've just been talking about so much information. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm bored. Me?
1: I have <laughs> never said more than five words in a breath ever in my entire life.
2: I know you're. Um, what was the other word you just used a bit of, a bit ago? You never go on a on a vitriol. Of,
1: <laughs> I never. I would like to start making a game of you using sat words (laughs) super incorrectly
2: hey listen if the cacophony fits vitriol it yeah you know yeah i i um i tried to learn the vitriol when i was in uh, elementary school um but i'm not good at stringed instruments um Mm. you were saying sound like it doesn't it sound like it should be
1: one it's like, like mama, shall I, mama, shall I practice the vitriol? It's like a mixture of, viol- of uh, viola and uh, victrola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shall, I, shall I practice the vitriol, Ma-
2: Mama? Mama, will you love me if I practice the vitriol? If I am good, will you love me? Mama. No, son, I shall never love you, for you're a sodomite. Anyways, <laughs> therapy's been going great. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: I'm also eating mini-wheats right now.
2: Oh, got mm. it. I'm actually I'm starving, too. So I feel like we should wrap this, yeah, we'll wrap <laughs> you're this up. You're eating breakfast. You're eating breakfast. I'm like, it's time It's time for lunch. Mm-hmm. Mama has sausages she got to cook. John. And that, and that is a euphemism.
1: Yeah, so this is a PG podcast at best. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, well, I've talked Anything a else lot. Anything else we wanted to talk about well, I want to open the floor up to you for a quick second about things that you were surprised by, happy for uh and whatnot either in your predictions or in anything with the tony nominations because i talked a lot about be more chill and a bit about bernhard hamlet
2: um i don't have much to add (laughs) everything everything that we've kind of like briefly touched on i basically already like that's my piece about like and i don't have like that much invested in it like i said like i i definitely am shocked about uh some of the quote-unquote snubs Mm. um But like you said, I also think that, yeah, I think it all in a lot of ways does make like the older, listen kids, the older you get, the longer you've been in this business, you realize the tricks, the trades, the skis, the slades, the, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a Sondheim rhymer. (laughs) Um,
1: No, but, but you are a Sondheim bootlicker.
2: Sometimes depends on if my, uh, if he can Venmo me fast enough. But, um, I, yeah, I I, I, feel, I feel that same way. So I, I don't feel like I have much to add. Have you ever? No. So that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we are on brand today, everybody. Um, I would like to give a shout out. I, te- the, yeah, the I day think, the nominations came I'll out. You're good? <laughs> okay. The day the nominations came out, uh, John and I were texting and I said, I texted him, I said, all the glues were nominated, uh, which... If you remember last episode, I talked about how Lily Cooper, Caitlin Kinnanen and Ava Noblezada play what I call the glue roles of their shows, uh, which are not the brassiest or the campiest, but they're sort of what hold the show together. Um, and mm-hmm. often those roles go unrecognized. And so I was super thrilled that all three were. I was like, oh, my God, the Tonys are are understanding. So I texted John "I'm was like all the glues were nominated um, and he promptly blocked my number.
2: I was gonna say, I don't I, I don't even remember did I even respond? I think you were like we?
1: I think it was one of the I if I recall, it was one of those sort of like you know, like good for you champ kind of text, like I'm happy you're happy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like Wh- whatever helps you butter your biscuit in the morning, you know?
1: Well John was like, Caitlin, Caitlin I'm like, Yes, Caitlin, but also
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, I was like, Yes, Caitlin, of course. Yeah.
1: And we both were very yes, Caitlin, but I was also like, but also Lily and Ava and John's like, Yeah, them too. Um
2: Well, I I also didn't I haven't seen them yet. I'm very I am seeing Hades Town. I don't even remember if I said this on this podcast, but I'm seeing Hades Town Tuesday, so I can't wait to Mm -hmm. as an always John Fashion um give my two cents about a show that you've already seen and given your two cents about Mm -hmm. two months later. Exactly. Um v on brand. So I'm excited about that. It's the West Coast Um, delay. Yeah, exactly. I'm on I'm on I'm I'm like on North Korean time for seeing
0: shows.
1: Know what I mean? Yeah, no, it ma- makes sense. It's it's again, it's who you are, and I, it's what I love it about is. you. It's what everyone loves about you.
2: Well, let's not let's not put words in anyone's mouth. Let's not put anything in anyone's mouth, unless in this they climate, yes, so.
1: unless they ask for it in written form. <laughs> and,
2: and even then, just probably don't. <laughs> <But> I <laughs> I think I think we should all just really get into isolation pods and um, but. Plot twist: We already are. They're called our iPhones. Oh, he's getting modern and political. Um. On that note,
1: I <laughs> uh, yeah. On that note, to,
2: who, do, who do we want us to sing us out?
1: Um. I don't know. We haven't really touched on a specific diva today. Uh. Han, I have on me the list of everyone we've ever done. So let me do a quick scan, and I'll throw a name out to you.
2: Can you find that speech from Hamlet Bernhardt and just have Janet McTeer just (laughs) wail McTeer
1: play us out? Oh, God, if only I mean, I can find interviews with her and movie clips of hers. And we can just be like, here's Janet McTeer speechifying acting ing, uh, which that was that was very Stephen Schwartz lyric of you. Thank you Um, very much. Um, Oh, are you up to date on Fosse Verdon, by the way? I'm not
2: I'm I'm, okay. I'm truly I'm truly behind on everything except for
1: dead to me <laughs> well you'll let me know when you're up to date on Fo- I. I just thought of Fossy verting because Stephen Schwartz like made a statement you 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 keep wanting to keep this podcast
2: going this episode and I keep trying to be like Matt let's finish it. yeah let's, let's, <laughs> so let's wrap it up I'm, no so, I'm wrapping so it up I'm, I swear I'm, to God so I'm just I'm just gonna say let's wrap it up let's okay pick a um, <laughs>
1: let's do. We haven't done LaShawn's yet. Let's do LaShans.
2: Oh, let's do LaShans. She loves Yeah, she, she's
1: let's she's give, earned it. She's Let's come give a long LaShans way. her shans. Her chance to Shawn's? Like shine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um anyway. Or so her, <laughs> for her chance to shine. Um so this has been the least opinionated Broadway breakdown of the year. Uh, I am Matt Koplick And I am John Wes And this is LaShans. Uh, until next time folks Hopefully John and I will be on the same coast for the next episode But who knows anything's possible p- p- prob's, not. probs not Bye, Bye. Wondered how your favorite performer actually
0: feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud. With me, Bobby Stegert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway
1: creatives. Part interview, part therapy. This is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening?